Welcome to the 100 Tiny Actions Podcast. My name is Monique Malcolm, and I'm passionate about helping you bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Each week, I share insights, tips, and strategies that help you focus on the actions that move your goals and life forward. No big leaps are necessary. Now tune into this week's dose of Tiny Action Training. Welcome back. This is episode 122. You can find show notes at moniquemalcolm.com backslash 122. As promised, this episode is a book update. I'm sharing behind the scenes of my writing journey here on the podcast, as well as over on my YouTube channel. And I'm going to be honest, sharing at this stage of my creative process has not come easy. Putting myself out there in this way feels wildly uncomfortable because I want you to see me in my best light. I'm a perfectionist. I recognize that about myself. And it's something that I'm actively unlearning. However, that doesn't stop the discomfort. And creating and sharing in public opens me up to other people's opinions and criticisms, which I realize I can choose to ignore, but it still stings. And for me personally, that triggers my fear of judgment, which opens the door that leads to feelings of shame and just general unwanted feelings. So if you are a fan of Brene Brown, you know, she talks a lot about shame and the effects it has on us. And it's there's some things there. However, I'm committed to making my journey as transparent as possible, even if I don't feel like sharing, because my goal is to shed light on what it takes to successfully write and publish a book, especially if you're someone who has a book inside of you, because I want you to write it. So I'm volunteering as tribute to give you an idea of what that process could look like for you. In case you missed it, you have no clue what I'm talking about. I am writing a book called Don't Let Fear Have All the Fun, and it's going to be released in December of 2022. We're thinking pre-orders will open up sometime in October. And this book is an expanded version of my tiny book, The Fear Guide. So I'm sharing how to go after the things that you want in life by learning to quiet what I call the chorus of fear. So those are those voices in the back of your mind that are telling you, don't do it. It's too scary. It's going to be too uncomfortable. What happens when you get to the other side? That is your chorus of fear. And this is not a rehashing of the fear guide. I've added a book's worth of new material and shared personal stories from myself and other people that I've interviewed. And for context, the fear guide was just under 5,000 words. And my first two completed chapters of this book are over that amount combined. So a bunch of brand new material. Anyway, now that we've gotten those details out the way, let's talk about how the writing is going because, ooh, it has been a doozy. And I think the first thing that I want to share with you about that is I really thought I was going to sit down on my computer, open a Google Doc, and start typing. The same way that they do on TV. If you think about like some of the shows where the main character is a writer, they have their typewriter, they have their computer, they just start typing. And it's this wonderful stream of consciousness that we hear them narrating in their head and the words are going out on the screen. That's not how it looks at all. That is the romanticized version of what it looks like to be a writer. In reality, 
opening a blank document with a vague idea of the points I want to make or what I want to say is my exact recipe for writer's block. I really needed a detailed outline laying out the entire plan for the book. Otherwise, I would spend my wheels for weeks on one section or one chapter. And so I've been writing since like the final week of November, but let's just say December. And there have been lots of starts and stops. There have been redoing my outline. Chapters have been reduced. Chapters have been added. There has been a lot of preparation that has happened in mainly December and January. I was either working on the outline or collecting stories for the book because I still had a ton of people to interview because I was hard-headed and I did not listen to my coaches when they told me in early November to go ahead and start booking people for my interviews. They said this, I waited until December, so therefore I had to spend December and January writing a little bit, but not too much because I did not want to outpace these stories that I was hoping to get. And so that has really slowed down the writing process quite a bit. So I'm hoping that now that I have done all the interviews, I have my outline pretty solid. There's still a few things that probably will change because that's just how it goes when you write. So I'm hoping that that will mean I'll be able to write at a faster pace. And I haven't quite found like the right balance of writing time versus planning, thinking, research time. I have a goal to try to touch the book every day, but it's not always writing. There are some days where I am in my outline, I'm planning, I'm researching. There are other days when I have thought about the outline, I have all the points that I want to make, but they haven't quite formed the sentences or the words that I want to say yet. And so there are days where I open the doc and... I rewrite the section that I wrote yesterday, which is a bad habit. There are other days where I sit down and I start typing and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, it's here. We have arrived. And I have had days where I wrote a whole chapter in about two days. That's actually what I have learned. I kind of inch along for a few days, maybe even a few weeks. And then one day I sit down everything aligns, the stars align, the the words align, and then I finish a chapter. I haven't quite figured out yet how to get more of those stars aligned. I can just write, I'm in a great creative flow days. So at this point, I'm just kind of doing what I can. And I have set really low barrier, manageable goals for myself when it comes to writing word counts on a daily basis, because Some people like, I'm going to write 1,000 words today. I'm going to write 750 words today. My goal is to write 250 words. That is a solid like one to two paragraphs. If I can get that, great. If I can't, mm, I do my time. I call it. I move on. I don't try to harp on it too long because with any large project like this, there's always an ebb and flow to the process. And even though I'm still mostly excited about writing this book, I also have days where it sucks. I'm annoyed, I'm frustrated, or being overly critical about my writing and I want to quit. 
And knowing that those bad writing days pass makes it easier to keep writing. But on the days that I'm having a bad writing day, I'm just like, oh, why am I even doing this to myself? But I'm doing it because I believe so strongly in what I'm writing, what I want to share, how I know it's going to help people. And I know this and I can say this with confidence because I wrote the fear guide. People have loved the fear guide. And when I go back and I look at the source material, like that was my starting material for writing this book. I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so much that I did not say. And there actually was not a ton of material for me to pull from, like as far as repurposing or or adding to this this version of the book. Like I said, the, the word count was only four to 5,000 words. So a lot of this is, is brand new. I'm having to come up with it, clarify my thoughts and write and share my insights and share what I feel is going to help you manage that course as best as possible. So it's a, it's a roller coaster of emotions writing a book. And I think when I have watch movies or I've seen TV shows and I, I see writers who are procrastinating or they have writer's block, they're stuck. I get it. I get it because writing a book, sharing your thoughts, especially for a self-help book, like a nonfiction book, to be giving people advice, tips, how-tos about what you're, what you think they should be doing. That brings up a lot of Feelings like, am I the right person to be sharing this? How am I going to share this? I'm going to give you these tips when I still have fears and there's still things that I'm afraid to do. But when you feel so convicted about an idea, you feel so strongly about it, you really have to dig deep and embrace those feelings and, and move past those feelings as best as you know how so that you can create that idea. You can bring it to life because... I know that this is going to help at least one person, and that makes this worth it. As of this recording, I have written three of the eight chapters that I am planning to write, and I emphasize planning to write because my outline has decreased several times. I have realized some chapters can be combined into other chapters. After interviewing people, I realized like, oh, maybe I should add a chapter about this thing. So it can still change. But right now, eight is where I'm at. And I feel good about that number. Having three of the eight main chapters written feels good and feels motivating still. Uh, that, that outline does not include my introduction or my conclusion. I'm writing those at the end, so I don't even think about those right now. But eight is where I'm at. And I have submitted those already to my coaching team. And I've received really good feedback and suggestions. And that has helped keep me excited and motivated to finish. So the editing process or like the feedback process at this point is kind of like developmental editing. So what that is, is I have written what I wanted to say for the chapter. I submit it to my coach. They go through it. They give me notes about different sections. So things that I may want to consider if they feel like something was confusing or a thought was not clear enough, they note that they give me pointers about ways that I can punch up the writing or maybe you can add a little bit of humor here. Maybe you want to do this thing here. 
So it's not really uh, feedback in the sense of like, oh, great, you finished the chapter. This writing is wonderful. Hooray. It's really, okay, so here's what I think I love about this section. I think this sentence right here is so key and really helps bring this idea home for the reader. But stuff like that is really helping me polish the writing. And I actually had a meeting with one of my coaches earlier this week talking about um, a chapter that I was stuck on, which I'll, I'll talk a bit more about that in a second. And she encouraged me to send my my writing over more frequently for feedback. So instead of waiting until I get to the end of the chapter, just going ahead and submitting what I have, even if it's section by section, that way I can try to write faster and they can help me develop the content in process. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but the way I've been doing it now is submitting at the end of the chapter, like when I'm done. But I realize I spend a lot of time tweaking, editing, making changes instead of just writing what I want to say and then submitting it to them for feedback so that they can tell me, like, does this make sense? Did I give enough detail? Did I explain this enough? And we can edit in that way so that way I can keep writing and I don't keep going back and rewriting sections, which is a thing that I have realized I like to do because I want this to be longer and harder than it needs to be. So that's that's really the high level overview of how this overall process has been going for the past two months. No big project or important goal is going to go perfectly. So there have been writing challenges. For me, one of the biggest challenges is getting stuck on chapter two. And then I skipped it and I said, okay, I'll come back and I'll write it when I feel more clear. I feel ready. I thought I felt clear and I thought I felt ready. So I went back to it and then I got stuck again. And then I was like, I'm not going to skip it again. I'm going to push through. So I'm still working on chapter two. Again, I skipped it and I wrote some other chapters, but I came back to it. And I think I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I actually just finished the first section of that chapter and I feel clear enough to write the remaining pieces. So send good vibes, but I don't I don't know what it was about chapter two that was really so sticky, but I have wasted a lot of time rewriting chapter two. Other than that, getting out of my head. This is an ongoing battle for me all the time because again, perfectionist, perfectionism. I want to make the best thing the first time out the gate. I don't want to have any mistakes, even when this is something new, a very new experience. So I have to remind myself constantly, get out of my head. Say what you want to say. Don't worry about it. You can still come back and make changes and add more stuff and make this writing better. That is what the editing process is for. So that is something that I have to remind myself every single day. Editing is to make our writing more polished. Don't get lost in the weeds. I also have told several friends if I call complaining about the writing to remind me, get out of your head. Stop overthinking this. The other challenge, and I kind of mentioned this previously, but constantly editing and tweaking my draft. One tip that I have learned about writing a first draft is you just write it. You write it as quickly as you can. It can be sloppy. It can be messy. They call it a vomit draft for a reason. You just pour out all the thoughts, everything on the paper, 
and then it gets edited and it gets polished. It's kind of like how a diamond starts. It's rough. It's uncut. You cut it, you polish it, you make it into a diamond and it's amazing. However, again, perfectionism is like, no girl, do not send them a jacked up draft. Make it perfect. Do all the edits now. So I have to, again, stay conscious of stop editing this, stop tweaking this, leave it alone, keep going. My last challenge has been asking for help, which with the team that I have, you wouldn't think that was a challenge, but I think this is a hold over like a bit of mentality that's left over from doing so many things as a team of one. And so I have an entire team that's available to me to ask questions, to get feedback, to help me get unstuck. But I think I get in this place of like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. You don't need to ask for help with that. Like you're not stuck. It's fine. And then I realized like two weeks has gone by and I haven't really made that much progress on anything. So I'm definitely stuck. Uh, And that's why I had the meeting earlier with one of my coaches, just to kind of tell her like, look, I've made a lot of changes to my, my outline. Some of this feels right. Some of this feels weird. You know, are we, am I landing somewhere close to what you think this is supposed to be? And then also getting that feedback to submit my writing more regularly and let them help me develop it instead of trying to do all of that on my own. So I'm really trying to learn how to say, hey, this is not working. Can you help me with this? Versus me being like, oh, this is not working. Let me figure it out by myself. Because why did I even hire a a coach? And why did I hire a team and spend good money if I'm not going to ask them to help and support me? Sometimes, you know, we're illogical. I don't really have an answer for that. But it, it has been a challenge and something that I am learning to embrace saying, I don't know if this is working. Can you help me? A few lessons that I have learned so far in this process. The first one is that writing a draft takes way longer than you expect. And everyone says that the very first book that you write takes you a lot longer than any other books that you write. And even though I wrote the original Fear Guide in like three days, that's that was that. And that's not this. And this is a lot bigger project. So I thought I was going to be able to finish my first draft in about three months. That was my goal. I was committed to this. I'm realizing that I need to take that time frame and double it. So I'm giving myself six months to write it. I don't think it's going to take me that long, but it's definitely going to be more than three months. I'm not going to be done at the end of February like I thought that I would be. So there's that. Another lesson that I have learned is that resistance is my new daily companion. I don't understand how I feel so strongly and so desperately that I should be finished with this first draft, but also very willing to skip a day of writing. Like I will get to my computer at my writing time. I will see all of my alarms go off to tell me to start and I will continue to sit and stare at my phone, read news, play Plants vs. Zombies, everything, but actually do the writing. And I have found that the secret, the real challenge to writing that everyone completely misses is that writing is actually 
more about sitting your butt in the chair and doing the writing than it is finding the words. Everyone who I have talked with about writing a book feels like, oh, how do you even do that? I don't think I would have enough to say. You find enough to say. The challenge is getting in the chair and actually writing. You, There's so much resistance. And a friend told me that, a friend shared that one of her instructors said that the real tool, the number one tool that writers need is glue so that they can glue their butts into the chair because resistance is real and it shows up every single day. And every single day it's like, um, you don't have to write right now. You can do that later. Don't worry about it. And that is a lie. You need to write right now or you're never going to finish this book. The final lesson that I have learned has to do with feedback and Amber If you guys have listened to the podcast, you know my boo Amber, Amber Wright over at Talk to Amber. She shared a very good nugget of wisdom about feedback early on. And that was that feedback does not equal validation. So when I finished my first chapter, I was ecstatic. I was so excited. I wanted my coaches to read it and I wanted them to love it and be like, this is amazing. This is so great. You're a writer. You're like the next Maya Angelou. Crazy, wild things. And Amber was like, nope, that's that's not what feedback is. She was like, it is there to help you polish your writing. It does not validate you as a writer or an author. You're already a writer. You're already an author. And you are those things because you decided, you wrote, you started writing, and you determined that. But getting feedback does not validate that for you. And I'm so glad that she told me that so early in the process because, again, perfectionist, perfectionism, I don't want to get attached to that feedback. Like, I don't need people to say, this is good. I feel really good about what I'm sharing. I feel what I'm sharing is the best that I can share at this point in my life based on my experiences and my insights that I have at this moment in time. I'm comfortable with that and I accept that. And this book is going to get into the hands of everyone that's supposed to and nobody that it's not. And that's that's what I'm naming and that's what I'm claiming. Uh, as far as things that I'm looking forward to, I'm a design lover. So I am looking forward to all things design. My coach has given me some great ideas about visual elements that we can create for the book to wrap up the chapter and for me to use in future speaking engagements or workshops. So I am quite looking forward to the design process, designing swag for the book launch. And I saw three years ago when I decided I wanted to write a bigger book and I wanted to change the name. I know what the cover looks like. I haven't told my coaches, but it's been in my mind for three years. So I know exactly what it looks like. I've started putting together an inspiration board for it. So I'm really quite looking forward to design stuff. Before I wrap this up, I want to answer a few listener questions because I reached out on Instagram and Twitter and asked people, what do you want to know about writing? And I got a lot of questions. So this episode is turning out to be longer than I had planned, but here we go. Listener questions. First question, with everything that you do, how do you find time to be creative? Well, I don't find the time. Um, This is one of those situations where you have to make the time. And the idea that we make time for the things that we want really rings true, especially for writing a book. 
I have time blocked off daily on my calendar. I have distraction blockers installed on all of my devices. My phone goes into focus writing mode at a set time and silences calls and notification. So this is really one of those things where I got to get in the chair. I got to write, but I have built the time into my calendar and writing takes focus. And for me, that has meant having to be really intentional about the writing time. I've cleared my calendar. I'm not currently taking any clients or any other big projects behind the scene. And I'm also not letting myself play around with any big projects. Those are, I'm, I'm treating those projects, especially like design related ones, as a gift, a treat that I get to have after I finish writing the book. But the creative time that I find is the creative time that I have made. And that's really the thing. That's the difference maker. If you want to have that time, you have to make it. And that can mean cutting some social things out. That can mean having to get to bed earlier or go to sleep later or... You know, if you can afford to hire a babysitter to watch your kids for an hour or two so you can create, take them to your parents' house. You figure out ways to make it work for you as best as you can and that fits your circumstances and situation. Next question. I'm sure you have a ton of material that you want to talk about. How do you prioritize or organize your book to be a cohesive work? Well, the OG blogger slash content creator to me has tackled this writing process In the same way that I create all of my content, everything for me starts with a brainstorm. And I thought about all of the things I want a reader to know about moving through fear. So what were the big ideas that I absolutely felt like you needed to know? What concepts did I want to introduce them to or could I introduce them to? I considered the order that those big ideas should be presented in. So for me, those became steps. This was easier in some ways because I am a person who thinks in steps, like that's my default setting. So knowing that the things I was sharing in this book were going to be steps made like organizing that part of my outline a lot easier. Then I went back to those big ideas and I brainstormed the main points that would support those ideas. So thinking about the what, the why, and the how of each step, that is I think good teaching and good how you help people make change because the what is me telling the reader, here's what you need to do. The why is me making a case for the reader of why they need to do that. And me giving them the how or telling them how to do it, that's what they're reading the book for. So it's those basics of helping people make a mental shift because people are skeptical. They're hard-headed. They don't listen And you have to convince them sometimes that this is the thing that they need to be doing. So thinking about what, why, how helped fill in some of those points in the outline. And then after that, I tried to link those main points to stories that could serve as examples or illustrate the point that I was making. And I have spent a lot of time on my outline. I'm still making adjustments to it as I write and I get new insights and new ideas. And I see things online that I'm like, oh, I should talk about this or that. That's perfect for this section. I also got a useful tip early on that I don't need to include everything in this one book. 
that I could save some materials for another book. So in my outline, I have a section called the parking lot. And if I have ideas that are related, but don't quite fit, or I don't want to add them to my outline, I put them there and I'll come back to it at another time and see if there is a second version of this book or if it could be a series, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. That's just kind of how I have organized the book. Someone asked, how did you start? And this was the last question that I thought about only because I didn't have an answer other than I just did. I felt like it was time. I've known I wanted to write this book for three years. I had a good starting point with the tiny, the tiny book and I had plenty of support. So I kind of set a date for my first writing session and I started writing. Um, Prior to that, I did have a meeting with my coaches about like a book outline meeting. So we talked about what was in the original tiny book, what the outline could look like, what are some other ways that I could approach this subject matter. They gave me pointers on questions I could ask to interview people. And they asked me questions to help me think of stories that I could share. So I I include that as a part of the starting process. So I, I had that to help me get it all situated. And then I just started writing. Are you working with a book coach? Yes, I have mentioned them several times, but I'm working with Alexandra Franzen and Lindsay Smith over at You Can Get It Done. They have a team of coaches, editors, and book designers that are helping me bring this entire thing to life. It's been a really great experience so far. And I have been a huge fan of Alexandra Franzen for several years. So getting to work with her and her team has been great. An unexpected surprise was meeting Lindsay and we just vibe. I really enjoy talking with Lindsay. Uh, when I shared my book for the first time, we talked about it in my like initial getting to know you meeting. Uh, immediately, she we were on the same page. We were talking, speaking engagements and products and swag and stuff that we could create. So I actually talked with her earlier this week and um, I have a marketing meeting coming up with her very soon. And she was like, when we're going through the list and talking about like who was going to meet with who, she was like, I asked if I could meet with you because I just felt like we were on the same page and we would really have a good time on this marketing call. And I was like, I'm so glad that you did that because I feel it. I'm there. So it's it's been nice so far. What are your writing rituals? Well, I make a cup of vanilla black tea every single morning. I pick up my office and I clear my desk every single morning. I cannot focus or think when there's a lot of clutter. So I I do this every morning. I light a candle because smells, smells good. I want to smell clean in here. I wear noise canceling headphones and I actually bought a second pair because my original pair, the battery life wasn't lasting long enough. And I either listen to Brain FM, which is a, it's a subscription, but they play music that's supposed to activate your neural pathways or whatever, something scientific, but it's supposed to help you get focused faster. And I like it because it's instrumental. I don't have to search for anything to listen to and it's not distracting. If I don't feel like listening to Brain FM, I listen to a lo-fi channel on Apple Music and I try to write for at least one hour uninterrupted. If there's a good flow, I write until I get to the end of it. If not, I call it as long as I put my time in. 
How do you break down the structure of writing a book so it doesn't feel overwhelming? Through the power of tiny actions. Ta-da! I'm kidding, but no, seriously, tiny actions. Thinking about filling an entire book is overwhelming. Thinking about the fact that you need to write 40,000 words when you're only starting with 4,000, that is overwhelming. So I've broken the book into chapters and then those chapters into sections. So within a chapter, I can have three to five sections, maybe more, but that's that's about average. And in those sections, I'm explaining the main idea of the chapter. So as I write, I focus on one chapter at a time, one section at a time. And that has made writing a chapter which, you know, for a nonfiction book, on average, they there's no hard or fast rule on how long a chapter is supposed to be. The idea is it's supposed to be as long as it takes to explain and not anymore. But when you Google search, they say like a nine, nonfiction chapter can be two to 10,000 words. That's a huge range to focus on. So I try to land somewhere between like three and 4,000 words as a good place, maybe even three to five, depending on what chapter I'm writing. But I just focus on one section. If I need to write 5,000 words and I have five sections, each section needs to be roughly 1,000 words. And I just do that. And then in between sections, I just make sure I create segues and I reference back to the previous section so that it eventually ends up as one wonderfully well-thought chapter. And I really think of those sections like writing a series of blog posts. Final question is, how do you overcome writer's block? And I have a simple answer and a, a hard answer because why do anything simple when you can do the most? I don't feel like I have experienced true writer's block yet. I have had days and even weeks where the words haven't come the way that I have wanted them to. But I don't think that that was writer's block. I actually believe that that has come from not having clarity about what I wanted to say. In those moments, I have gone back to my outline to look at what I have. And then I have put that outline into a new medium, like a mind map or a bulleted list or a post-it note, just so that I can see if there are any new connections that I need to try to form if I can see there's points that need to be removed or rearranged, I try to look and see like what part of this is keeping me stuck? Why do I feel like I can't write past this? And if I can find new connections or maybe an area that is not as strong, that has helped over time to get me back into a space where I can write. But it's going back to my outline and really looking at, am I clear? Am I clear about what this chapter is supposed to say? Am I clear about what this section is supposed to say? Am I clear? And if I'm not clear, I can't write. So that's that's my complicated explanation. The simpler way that I've overcome writing block, particularly about chapter two, is by starting with what I was most excited to write about or what I felt like I knew best. I'm writing a self-help book. So I don't actually have to write the book in order. If I was writing a story, like a novel, I'm sure it would be different. But I can skip chapters or sections within a chapter 
until I feel ready to write them. And then I come back and I just make sure, again, putting segues and callbacks to other sections, previous chapters, that kind of thing. But you don't actually have to write the book in order if you don't want to. So that's what I have for listener questions. I had some other questions, but there were overlaps. So if you did not hear your exact question, just know there were other questions that were similar. So look for the answer there. But I love that you sent those questions. Thank you for asking me questions and giving me something to share about. This is the first book update. As I said, I'm also giving vlog style updates over on YouTube. If you want to watch over there, you can find my YouTube channel link in the show notes. I, as uncomfortable as it is to share, I am excited that I'm doing this simply because it challenges me and it pushes me past my comfort zone and that helps me grow and become the best version of myself. So this will be something that I do maybe once a month on the podcast until we get to the actual book launch because I'm sure I'll have more insights and other things to share with you as I go further on into the process and get to see what it's all about and like the nitty gritty because I hear the editing process kind of sucks because there's a lot of rewriting. So we're going to see. We will see. And we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But as always, thank you for tuning in. That is all I have for this episode. And remember not to underestimate the big importance of tiny actions because over time they compound and deliver big results.